Hey, ladies, thank you so much for joining us this weekend. And I, I just praying and believing that God did some amazing things in you and around you. Um, and I want to hear those stories. Our team would like to hear the stories of what God's done in your life. Please, uh, we ask you to reach out to us and to share like what God spoke, what God did, um, and how we can come alongside you and pray for you. Um, and I also want to ask you, you know, really, we don't want this to be a one-time experience, a once a once a year experience. We want to have enter into covenant fellowship with you, covenant relationship with you. And so I know you've probably heard us all weekend long talking about um, Arise Gatherings monthly. Um, and really what we've done is create a network and a community of, a, of small gatherings where you can be seen, where you can be heard, where you can be valued and loved. Um, the vision of Arise is to see women saved, healed, and empowered. Um, and we believe that's best done in the biblical context of original Christianity in the homes with prayer, breaking bread in small community. Um, and so we want to come alongside you to either empower you to host a group in your home with a few friends um, or to join an existing healthy group. And so if you're not a part of a reg regular Arise gathering, I'm telling you, please pray about it. Please consider it. You're missing out. Um, it truly is the way we get to experience the New Testament for ourselves um, and, and the scriptures just come alive. And so we want to come alongside you. Again, reach out to us if you have a, a story that you would like to tell us about conference and what God's doing. Um, and also, um, if you'd like to get plugged into an Arise gathering. But I want to read a psalm for you as we kind of unpack all that God has done uh, for us this weekend. I want to read one of my favorite psalms. Uh, it always comes along around the time of my birthday, which I think is appropriate. But Psalm 39, it says this, Lord, remind me of how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You've made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is just a breath. And then it says, Selah. What a Selah right there. My life is so fleeting. Think about it, really. And the older you get, um, the more point of reference you have for just how short life is. We watch our kids grow up and we think, wow, life is so short. It's just a breath. So teach us to remember the brevity of life. Verse 6 says, we're merely moving shadows. All our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My hope is only in you. And so it's really important as we as we head into our, our normal lives now, conference is over, this weekend experience is over, and we're probably on a high. But the reality is we're going to go back to just the monotony of the day-to-day -day grind and the day-to-day -day struggles, the day-to-day -day angst and the things that are going on in our lives. And so it's important to keep an internal mindset when we think about where we want to be at the end of our lives. I, I Maybe I'm a little bit like, I don't know what the word would be for it. Maybe I think too big or I'm too grandiose, but I really do try to live with an eternal mindset that what do I want at the end of my life? Have I done the things that the Lord has called me to do? Have I loved the way the Lord has called me to love? Have I seen the things the Lord has, has wanted me to see, experience the things the Lord has wanted me to experience? Do I know Him? Have I loved others and loved the Lord well? Will I hear well done? And so it's important though that we not just strive to hit a goal, but we make sure that we have these mile markers on the way of our life to make sure that we're, hit, we're, we're where we should be. You know, I think about 
um, what happens in between our headspace as we think about what happens in our mind. Because again, it's easy in quiet space in the sanctuary when the worship's going good, when you just feel so loved. It's easy to have Selah and have peace. But you know, uh, I heard a pastor say, our lives are moving though in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our strongest thoughts, that's the direction our lives are going to move in. We call this a train of thought. And so sometimes we can get in these toxic trains of thought. We get in these heavy trains of thoughts, these bitter train of thoughts. And we have to be willing to deboard that train and to, to reset, to recalibrate, to realign to, is this really the direction that I want my life to go? Is this really who I want to be? If I know this train of thought is gonna take me to a place of anxiety and depression, maybe even suicide or bitterness or hatred or betrayal, if I know where this, if this is gonna take me to a place of isolation, then I wanna take every thought captive to the obedience of the knowledge of Christ and get off of that train and ask the Lord to wash my mind with the water of the word. And I'm gonna tell you the most important thing you can do as we talked about yesterday, is a regular rhythm of being of quiet space with God. When he can wash your mind with the water of his word. When you can study the scriptures. You know, the more that you study the scriptures, the more that you come to the table and you hear God's heart for you, the easier and the quicker you're going to recognize when you're on the wrong train. When I know, when I'm used to going down a certain path, I'm way less likely um, to to be late in recognizing that I've took, taken a wrong turn. When I've, when I've traveled that path so much, I, I would say it like this: When I've heard a voice so many times, I bet you have someone in your life, and you know their voice. They could mask it. They could try to like do a kooky voice or a silly voice or you know imitate someone, but you would call them out. You would know that that was your kid or that was your husband or that was your best friend because you've heard their voice so much. And this is what our regular Selah, our regular time with God does, is that we, be- we become so tuned in to the sound of heaven, so tuned in to our shepherd's voice that when we start to feel this, ugh, we start to feel I'm on the wrong train. Wait, that's not my shepherd's voice. I need to deboard and to take that thought captive and make it make my mind obey the word of God. Make my mind, I want, I want to end up where he wants me. And you know, I, I want to challenge you as we are here, that we're not just hearers of the word, but that we're doers. This all sounds great in a conference. It sounds great with with the the feeling and the emotion and the the hugeness of this weekend but the reality is if you don't plan ahead with a predetermined yes that this is going to be a part of my life i have decided i've made a resolution i have come to a conclusion that i will not live life the way i did that what happened in this in me this weekend is not a phase. It's not a one-time thing. I've decided I'm going to finish this race well. I'm going to see him in here well done. I'm going to have accomplished the will of God in my generation. At the end of my last breath that I know that I was with my father. I may have made mistakes, but I didn't stay all on the wrong train for very long. I got off that train and boarded the train that God wanted. I took, I took every thought captive. I let him wash my mind with the water of the word. 
Now, I would think, because this is pretty common, that usually when you've come off of a weekend like this, there's a lot that God's spoken. And sometimes, like, when you say, whoa, my life, like, was headed here, and this is the wrong direction, I look at it, and it's messy and complicated, I've got so much I need to change, sometimes it can get super overwhelming. God, what do I even do next? And you want to be a, a, a doer, not just a hearer of the Word. You want to put feet to your faith. You just you just don't want to amen it. You want to live it. You want to amen it with your life. I trust that that's probably what you're feeling now, but sometimes you just get overwhelmed with the thought. You don't even know where to start. God, where do I start putting this into practice in my life? My life is so complicated. Um, well, I want to give you a small little example of, of what I, I believe the Lord wants you to do practically. Um, and it comes from my house. I have a lot of closets in my house, thank the Lord, um, because I need them. And um, But uh, they have a tendency, no matter how much I clean them out, to get become disorganized. And so sometimes I will look at all the projects around the house and the yard, all the closets, and I'll just want to just like, boy, I don't even know where to start. I have so many projects that I need to do that I just like want to sit down and just eat chocolate, right? Like, what's the point of even starting? I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to begin. Um, and I heard someone say years and years ago that what they do is they plan as a part of their regular rhythm of their lives that once a week for one hour, they work on organizing something in their house or they work on that project in the house. just one hour once a week. And if it's a hugely busy week and you can't, it's okay. But think about it. If you spent one to two hours a week, how many closets would be cleaned out in your house? Within a matter of a couple of months, all of it would be done, but none of it exhausting. And so I want to take this practice into our spiritual lives. I just want you to ask from this weekend, as you get ready to be still, God, what's the one thing you want me to do? What's one practical thing? I know all the things you've been speaking to me vision-wise. I know where I'm headed. But it feels overwhelming to know how to get there. So just what's the next right thing? What's the next holy thing? What's the next sacred yes you want me to give you? And so I'm praying that as you sit for a minute, that he's going to show you, you're going to know it. And then I want you to tell someone about it so that you're held accountable to it. So I'm going to pray for you again. Thank you so much for letting, allowing us to be a part of your life. We want to continue to be a part of your life. Some of you, your next holy yes is get involved in a monthly gathering, get involved in a community that can keep you accountable and that can love, love on you. Um, and so I'm going to pray for you. And again, just thank you so much for joining us. Um, and don't cut the video off. Spend time in that holy Selah. Spend time listening to that next right thing that God wants you to do. So Father, I just pray that God, as we sit, as we sit in the presence of Jesus, God, I thank you that you're gentle and you're patient and you're about the journey and not just the destination and you're not jerking us to a place that we can't go yet or that's too overwhelming for us. That, Lord, like a mother uh, that, that is tender and compassionate with her child in the state of development that she's in at this current moment and not jerking or rushing them to, to grow up too fast. Lord, that's how you are with us. You're so patient. You're so tender. So, Father, as we just breathe, just breathe right now. As we just breathe, we ask you to speak. What's the next holy yes you want us to give? God, our hands and our hearts and our lives, our feet, our mouths, our homes, our families are yours. God, if you speak, we'll say yes. And so I pray, God, that you would, as we practice the presence of God, as we sit and we listen, that God, that you would speak, you give us courage to, to do what you're speaking. And God, I pray that this would become a regular rhythm 
and every daughter that this would not just be a one-time experience, but God, this would change the course of our lives. After all, God, teach us to remember how short our lives really are. And we take that final breath, Father. We'll be so thankful for every single Selah we allowed in between. And we thank you in Jesus' name.